You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it, and I run in that case didn't take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Mark Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9 on your radio. Uh, being advertised and broadcast on the Martin Houston Radio Network, the Martin Houston fan page on Facebook uh, slash Martin Houston Live. So go check us out there. Tell your family and friends about the great things happening Today, we're also broadcasting on DC Capstone Report and XNO Sports. Glad that you've chosen to make us a part of your morning routine right here on your home for Alabama sports. Want to get things rolling? Want to invite you to get in on the conversation? You can do so at 205 342 That is the Alabama One Hotline, and it is open for business. We'll be adding DC, DC Capstone Report to the conversation here in just a little bit. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that as well. I want to tell you a couple of things. We'll, we'll add DC to the conversation as we do a little deal, no deal here. We'll talk a weekend recap with him. We'll also uh, get his good, bad, and ugly from the weekend and break that down. And then uh, we had a little overtime yesterday where we talked a little bit about who won the weekend, uh, but we we can uh, continue that conversation as we know that Will Anderson also getting SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Lots of topics to get to. Shout out to uh, Roddy Christensen, young man from Northridge High School, uh, securing – First of what hopes to be many scholarships offers to come. As he received an offer from Houston, Michigan. Uh, other topics and things that you may want to get to, you're always welcome to bring them to the table. Well, uh, good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, as uh uh, Curtis has affectionately named uh, Monday, Pink, Pink Slip Monday, uh, this 
football season kind of feels like the end of the NFL season uh, so far where you start seeing guys, you know, get dismissed on the last couple of weeks of uh, the football season um, as college coaches are, are, are being ousted as we go. Scott Frost, Herm Edwards, and now Jeff Collins out at Georgia Tech. So three, um, not not necessarily low-end jobs, but uh, jobs that, that have at some point in their past had decent success. Um, two of the three having won national titles in, in um, you know, uh, your lifetime or uh, right at the beginning of your birth, so in the last 30 years or so, um, but haven't had much success lately, speaking of Georgia Tech and Nebraska. But the Bill O'Brien um, saga at Alabama, story at Alabama, whatever you want to call it, is it is it potentially going to come to an end um, before the season's over? Uh, and and the reason I ask that is the following: with this many jobs already open, is he going to potentially accept one of these jobs if that's his goal? You know. Uh, uh, or is he going to be able to wait it out and, uh, and and see what else is out there? So I guess the first question is this: uh, Deal, no deal. Uh, do you think that it's even Bill O'Brien's desire to be um, be a college coach, or do you think he wants to get back to the pros? Uh, um. I'll say deal. I mean, he coached at Penn State. He was willing to come back and come to Alabama. So I'll say deal that he, he's okay with being a college coach again, head coach again. Uh, you know, you, you take he, – he took a rough situation at Penn State. Didn't do bad. I think he was like 15 and 5 or something like that. Um, and then he went to the pros for seven years. And, you know, while he was at the pros, he had a lot of control. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and to me, that's what got him in trouble. Uh, but in college, you are kind of the, the general manager as a recruiting guy. Uh, you know, you are just like a general manager in the pros. You get to p- build your team around who you want and all that. If you can convince him to come play. So I, I could see that. I'm not sure if he's a college guy. Or if he just needed a job, you know what I mean? Like, you know, was Alabama that safe, easy place while he waits? Uh, but, but next question becomes, and we can ask DC this too as a follow up. And I, I guess I need to bring in, we have a new, new, new partner with us in crime who is, uh, new to the, uh, Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that's Aiden. Hey, now I guess I, I guess I need to get you in on that question as well. Deal, no deal. Bill O'Brien uh, wants to be a college head, head coach, uh, or is he waiting on an opportunity to get back to the NFL? I think deal. I mean, you look at what he did in the NFL, and he kind of tried to do that uh, college coach style thing where he was the coach and the GM. Doesn't really work in the pros. We seldom see it actually work, and so I think he would ideally love to be in charge of a college program again. Yeah. And so then the next question, uh, X, uh, then deal, no deal. 
uh, does does one of these three teams or have one of these three teams offer him the job? And will they ask for a decision, even if he doesn't leave? Uh, will they ask for a commitment from him uh, before the season's over? No deal. I don't think I don't think they're going to do that because you don't really know who all is going to be available yet. And I think he's a front runner for all three jobs. But there could be somebody else that they like as well that they're going to have to wait to the end of the season to hear from. So I, I don't I don't think there'll be anything done during the season. Uh, uh, what about you, Aiden? I mean, he's going to be a front runner for any job that opens in college football this season. Like that's just. Common sense. He's a, he's an offensive coordinator at Alabama. To not have him as a considered candidate would be to not do your job as an athletic director. Uh, that being said, I don't think anybody's going to want to poo-poo on Nick Saban and ask ask for a commitment from one of his coordinators mid-season. Yeah, and I'm probably leaning toward disagreeing with you guys for the reasons you guys just gave. If he's the front runner. Who else is going to be available? You know, like like sometimes if it's if right now it's already three jobs available, right? So um, you know, sometimes the number of jobs being available X actually is what makes a candidate makes the school. Now I'm not saying he's going to accept. Uh, I'm saying will they ask for it? Um, because let's say who else out there you think is going to be on the hot seat? Just think through that list for a second. Across the state, Auburn, right? Yeah, that'll probably be one. Where else you think may be a hot seat job? Uh, think through that. This is, that, that, that's probably four pretty good, decent programs. All but – I don't think Arizona State's ever won a national championship, but, um, you know um, – I know that the other three have. So, and then let's look. Let me see. Is, is it possible that um, Texas and m they could lose to Alabama, to also Arkansas, that offense, the way they're playing, could lose to Florida, that if they lose to Auburn. And if LSU keeps growing, so Texas A&M could end up with four or five losses. Is it possible that even Jimbo Fisher could could could, could be on the hot seat, considering all his smack talk from this this summer? Oh, he could end up on the hot seat. Um, I, I think it's kind of early to really know who all. I mean, of course, you've got Harsons and Auburn, Jimbo at A&M. There'll probably be a few more that are top-end programs, Pile five programs that'll have coaches potentially without a job at the end of the year. And with that said, that's what makes him become more attractive because right now they don't have to compete with all of those other programs. Right now, Nebraska has to compete with Georgia Tech and Arizona State, they could be competing with a Texas A&M or a whatever. Now, like I said, I don't know that he would commit, but if I was one of those ADs right now, 
I would be asking him <laughs> for commitment, and I wouldn't care what Nick Saban said. Huh? When do you start to say something? No. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would if I was an athletic director right now, I'd be like, uh, yes, I want you. Uh, here's what we're willing to give you if I wanted him. If he was one of my top candidates, um, the the question is, are there a lot of other coaches out there? Um, and it appears that there may be potentially a lot of good coaches um, available, uh, and that may be the only reason why. So uh, I'm gonna say deal that 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 I would go ahead and try to lock him in. I don't think that will happen. But we'll bring in D.C., D.C. Capstone Report. We'll get him in on some deal, no deal. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the weekend, who won the weekend, who continues to get the weekend. Uh, you know, we'll get his thoughts on former Bama players uh, making history, um, who won the weekend, play calling, running game. Any, hey, man, there's, there's always something to talk about right here on the Martin Houston Show, and you can be a part of that conversation. Uh, the Alabama One Hotline is open for business. Alabama One, one together. You want great financing for all of your uh, dreams to come true. That's what we'll finance for you. So whether um, home, land, et cetera, we are looking we're looking to make you uh, a part of what we have going on at Alabama One. So check us out at alabamaone.org or stop by one of our branch locations. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a two-vehicle wreck on US-11 at Dombler Benz Boulevard this morning. It's backing up traffic at this intersection. Everything else around town looks good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If it's time for a new vehicle, it's time for Towns and Nissan of Tuscaloosa, your hometown dealer and home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. I can walk again. I can cross my legs again. I can wear heels again. After years of living with chronic joint pain. Andrea Southern is now living a normal life. 51. We stay dry tomorrow and Thursday. Lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 75 and 78 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Well, it's time to keep things rolling right here on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100. Point nine, and we're so glad that you've chosen to be a part of the program with us. 
While you're out there driving around and you need to get your car clean, don't forget to pull into one of the Overflow Express Wash locations. Andy Phillips and his team do an awesome job providing you a great atmosphere to get your car clean inside and out. That's Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com is where you can find them online. Great packages, uh, unlimited wash packages that you can take advantage of. One location in Tuscaloosa off of Skyland, one just off McFarland up on the hill uh, as you're uh, heading up toward um, the Alabama One location in Northport right there on the right. So go check them out and tell them that Martin Houston went to Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier told you to stop by. All right, let's get back into the conversation. We got DC, DC Capstone Report joining us. Uh, at this time, good morning, DC. How you doing, sir? Oh, doing great, Martin. How you this morning? How you, X? Doing great. Uh, glad to have you on with us. Uh, as we uh, move forward, DC, one of the things that we were talking about was uh, Curtis's name, Pink a uh, Monday, Pink Slip Monday, uh, and he he just talked about the guys he fired Alabama. But there is some been a couple Pink Slip Mondays already in the college game. So we're going to circle back to that in a moment and talk through what we have uh, going on uh, in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of coaches and deal, no deal. But uh, we got a couple callers, so let's get to them, bring them in with you as well. Uh, first up, Chuck Hunt, uh, you're in with the Martin Houston Show on Alba One Hotline with DC, DC Capstone Report. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, good morning to everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just uh, adding in what you all were talking about with the uh, with the what's been happening in coaching. Uh, I saw yesterday that uh, Jeff Collins was terminated as uh, Georgia Tech's head coach. Those jobs are coming available. I think about look at what happened with Permit. With uh, uh, we saw a video of the president and uh, athletic director came up to him after they lost to uh, Eastern Michigan. And uh, and that I mean, when they were talking, he, he started head shaking and, and knew then it was, it was it. Uh, you can my pink slip. There's just so much is going on. Look at look at Nebraska uh, jobs coming available. And I'm I'm a joke. I'm just to put this joke in with you all. Uh, yeah, all these jobs that have become available. They said, oh yeah, yeah, Dion. They 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 interested in Dion Sanders. They, you know, that's been going on all over. That I had to get, put a good laugh in there. All you all and, and just that, that happens each time. You know, you know, uh, each time they get a coach there and said, oh yeah, they they. Interested in them, which that might not even be true. But uh, uh, yeah, Dion's gonna, I think Dion's mm-hmm. gonna be a, a interesting candidate. I think he'll be his name will get thrown in the mix. Uh, yeah, if he shows any interest, I think he kind of holds yeah. a card there. Yeah, and even even your rival school, even putting it to my Auburn, that's a, oh, oh. <laughs> that's a no. That, that's a come on, y'all, <laughs> come on, okay, come on, really back in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but those, that job, I, I can see him. I can see Bill, uh, Bill O'Brien. He, I know his name is probably a couple of people, uh, going all over the place for, for these jobs that are, that are coming available. Even uh, Nebraska, the guy, and Mickey Joseph is there. He he's trying to recruit all he can. There's, there's a young man that's a, a five star over here in uh, the Shreveport area in in, uh, in Vivian, Louisiana, North Cato High. And they are Marion Miller. He's a wide receiver, five star wide receiver. He was in Monroe uh, this past uh, Friday night uh, to watch him against Neville High School. Uh, that, that young man has some, has some hands too, and uh, I think he's trying to help you get, trying to do, trying to deliver him to try to keep his job. All right. 
Yeah, he committed right, to well, Nebraska. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Chunk. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all these coaches and and um, what happens with Dion and the way they handled Herm Edwards and they're, you know they're saying yeah. that he really didn't he didn't resign and we didn't fire him. So I don't know what happened, uh, but he's yeah. no longer coaching. He's no longer coaching there. So, but uh, thanks, Chuck. You got anything else before I let you go? Uh, no, that that'd be all. I just wanted to, I just wanted to uh, connect the parts of what you all were just talking about. Uh, that's all, uh, and, I, and I appreciate the time that you all gave me. All right, thank you, sir. All right, do all you right, see any comments on what uh, Chuck said before we bring in Allen? Well, I think that uh, you're going to find Deion Sanders to be a candidate every job that comes available because he's a hot commodity right now with what he's done at Jackson State. But uh, I'm not sure that he. I'm sure he's looking for the right place. I think he's enjoying where he is and enjoying what he does. And and uh, I think. Um, Having these three coaching uh, hot seats, who were they were hot before the season started, and I think it just shows the expectations of fan bases and others that uh, they they're pulling pulling the plug quick on some of them, and there's going to come probably a lot more available for the end of the year, and you'll see, I'm sure Bill O'Brien be a candidate for most all those jobs. All right, uh, I think we may have uh, lost DC uh, X. Are you back? All right, it looks like we may have lost both of them. Uh, let's see if we can get Allen in. Allen, you're in with the Martin Houston show on Tide 100.9. Hey, uh, hey, Martin, how you doing this morning? Well, what I did, I've got my truck fueled up. I've got everything ready for the weekend. So when Bill O'Brien gets ready to leave, I'm, I just, you know, I'm not going to charge him. I'm not going to charge him my, my rate that I usually charge people. Uh, I'm going to do it for free just to get him out of Tuscaloosa. I don't care where he goes. Got his hat, get his coat. He just got to go. I, he can leave tomorrow, and I'll come back to Alabama and, and move him for free. But uh, my question to you is this. If you had a chance to get Bill O'Brien or Deion Sanders, who do you go with? And my other question would be, what kind of if Deion was to leave Jack State, what kind of contract do you give him? Uh, do you give him a an incentive-based contract, or do you give him a contract that, that has guaranteed money? All right, DC. Yeah, uh, can you hear me now, Martin? I can. I, uh, I was saying, uh, yeah, if Deion Sanders were to leave Jack State, which I don't think he's going to do for just any job, uh, the, uh, I think that you would. There are certain jobs out there that people would love to have him just because of uh, what he's done at Jack State, and uh, I think he would have to take. It, it would mostly want to give him an incentive contract to come because I think he'd have to prove himself in some of the bigger, bigger locations, which I think he's able to do. Hey, do you have anything on that? Uh, Dion leaves. It's going to be for a if Dion leaves Jacksonville State. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Jackson State. It's going to be for a higher end program. I don't think he's going to settle to leave what he has there for anything else than a school that has the ability to compete and compete right away. All right, hey, let's get the break here. Um, and we, we seem to be having some uh, technical difficulties. Uh, I appreciate you guys joining us this morning. We're going to keep uh, DC on. Alan will uh, finish answering your question on the other side. The second to, to do that, uh, we'll be uh, getting X and DC back connected, and Pat will bring you in at that time. Thank you, sir, and we'll be back right here on the Martin Houston Show.
Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. I would go on stage, and I almost felt like what I was doing didn't make sense to people. Every legend has a story. I had really crippling anxiety from when I was easily sick. You know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. All right, we're back and ready to get things uh Rolling right here on the Martin Houston Show. Hey, listen, we are uh, excited that you've made us a part of your morning routine, and we'll keep it rolling right here with DC DC Capstone Report, X's and O's Sports. As we went to break there, we were answering the question that Alan posed, will we take uh, uh, Bill O'Brien or um, uh, uh, Deion Sanders? I, uh I don't know how good a coach Dion uh, is, um, but he seems to be doing things the right way uh, at his current stop. And uh, I would say that uh, if he could get the right support staff and uh, the the money and the organization around him, I think he'd be a really good get because I think he would quickly become very attractive on the recruiting trail. Um, Bill O'Brien, um, I think, is old hand. And to me, he doesn't excite me as a, if I was a college kid wanting to play in today's style play, Bill O'Brien doesn't excite me, but doesn't mean I wouldn't go play for him. So any other thoughts on, on you guys from that before we bring Pat in? Yeah, I just think when you look at Dion, I think he's going to be able to be successful wherever he goes, but I think it depends on the level of the program. 
if you're going to be able to pull him away from Jackson State. He's got a great thing going there, and he's going to be able to run that that level one double A after not too long. But to get him up out of there is going to have to be a top end program that is maybe not at national championship level, but is a program he can get there in a short period of time. I agree with that because I think it's going to have to be the right situation for Deion to leave Jackson uh, State. And, uh, you know, between the two, you know, it's a toss-up depending on what you want. Uh, and so I think either one will make very head coaches in the, in the in the future. All right. I think it's uh, Deion likes being that big fish in the little pond right now, and he has a lot of control and influence uh, at that level. And he's making – I think he wants to become the 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 the, the, the change – agent of uh, Swag Football, uh, and and even – I don't know how much more time Dion wants to – and I'm not saying Dion doesn't work hard. That's not what I'm saying. I don't know if you have to put in the number of hours on the recruiting trail or not. He may have to, as you do at the big programs, but I know it's a lot more demanding – from the alumni and the expectations at the bigger schools. And I don't know if he's ready for that. Plus, you'd have to be willing to convince him to either bring his sons or leave them behind for an opportunity. And I think that that's going to be a no for now. Uh, we have Pat. Pat, you're in uh, on the Martin Houston Show and Alabama One Hotline uh, with DC Capstone Report. What's on your mind, sir? Morning, DC. Oh, Question this morning, yeah, man. Uh, question this morning: Is Auburn going to jump ship and bring in Sanders out of? Because it would probably draw the two Montgomery guys to Auburn. Uh, would you not agree with me on that? Oh, I think uh, I think Deion Sanders would be a great recruiter at Auburn. Uh, however, I don't think the, the powers that be at Auburn uh, would be able to. Uh, exist with Deion Sanders. I don't think that was. I don't think that's a possibility in my in my opinion. What I'm hearing, that's not even. That's what the fans are talking about, but that's not what the powers that be are talking about. Uh, yeah, I got you because, I, in my opinion, I think that uh, that Sanders is, would would need at least three years to bring in his people and uh, and, and and what he could surround himself with. Because what he would need to surround himself with at Auburn and what he needs to surround himself with at Jacksonville State are two entirely different things. But, uh, yeah, that's just my opinion. Huh? Yeah, I agree with that. But I think Jackson State is, is a place where he can really thrive right now. And I'm with Martin. I don't think he's going to leave unless it's the right opportunity. And I don't think he would see Auburn as the right opportunity right now, not with what they have uh, already in place there. Yeah, well, I'm just, go ahead. Administration's a dumpster fire. Do you not agree, Morton? Well, uh, that, and I asked this question yesterday that, um, is Auburn truthfully in any worse shape than Alabama was when Coach Saban came? Um, I was going to say that for a true false, but, uh, it, it, it'd be a good, uh, toss up between deal and no deal. Would you take that Alabama? dumps a fire that was beginning to happen at Alabama or the one at Auburn. You probably take Alabama because you know how it's turned out. But Alabama, uh, we were the laughing stock uh, of college football uh, when uh, when Saban finally came to the rescue. And I don't know that Auburn's as desperate 
yet as we were. Uh, but we, we, they're going to need somebody like a Deion Sanders, uh, to leave Jackson State to come, uh, someone who says, I'm coming and I'm going to have full control and, and tell alumni to get out of the business and, and then do it. Um, I, I don't know if they've hit rock bottom enough, Pat, but, uh, that's why I think it would not be a good fit because I don't think that, that Auburn, and their alumni and their boosters are ready to release the control. That's the reason Auburn is a good team occasionally, but not a great program because they can't stay out of their coach's way. All right, one more quick question for D.C. before you let him go. I know he doesn't follow recruiting quite as much as I do, but Hmm. with Oklahoma losing and Miami losing, how well does this bode for a super, super strong finish to this class with Kamani, McLean, and and our uh, Mr. Hicks uh, coming in to 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 be uh, opposite of Keon Keeley. Well, I think if Alabama, uh, as long as Alabama keeps winning, these other teams keep losing uh, or have lost. So you, you're going to see a lot of the uh, uh, you know recruits. Uh, making some decisions that that will be leaning in favor of Alabama. I just think Alabama has the upper hand in a lot of those battles. Uh, so I think it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt at all, Pat. I think you're exactly on the right track. Gotcha. Uh, X, do you right. have any thoughts on that? Before we... Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you, man. I mean, when it comes to Deion Sanders going to Auburn, I don't know if he would be okay because regardless, He's, he'd be in the shadows of Nick Saban. And I, I, I'm not sure if he would necessarily be okay with that. No matter what he does, he'll always be in the shadow of Nick Saban in the state of Alabama. Whereas, like we're talking about, he's a big fish where he's at. But then when it comes to recruiting, uh, as, as long as teams, like DC said, as long as teams are losing and Alabama's winning, it bodes well for any of these close uh, calls on the recruiting trail. The only thing about some of these is with a Keon Keeley, Ohio State's still winning, and he's been up there a couple times already this season. So it it just depends on who we're competing with for these guys. I agree well, with that. Uh, Keon Keeley right now is fifty fifty in my opinion between Alabama and Ohio State. And I just think that's a toss up at this point because of that, what? because of everything X described. Did did did. Alabama's defensive game plan potentially help uh, Alabama in the recruiting of Keeley, though, when he looks out and sees um, Chris Braswell playing in a rotation with Dallas Turner while Will Anderson is on the sideline early in a game. Also, you see all three of those guys on the field at the same time uh, does that bode well for for Alabama? You know, as far as uh, uh, what 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 happens here in terms of recruiting, because he sees that his position um, is getting you know a lot of reps. Most definitely, and you know, I, I think that most definitely that makes a difference, uh, especially especially for a young kid wanting to get playing time. I think it really makes a difference. But I, I think Ohio State has a has a good program as well that. Has put team uh, defense players in the NFL and has schemes to get players, uh, you know, get freshmen on the field too. So, I think Alabama and Ohio State are the pr- premier uh, programs right now for, on defense that are that are trying to get uh, 
of players to come in. And Ohio State may need the players, and he may see more playing time in Ohio State. So I think Alabama, anything they can do to show the, the freshmen getting playing time or other players getting playing time is good for good for the recruiting those young players. All right. Yeah, without a doubt, when you have the when you have that ability to have multiple guys on the field that play the same position with that cheetah package, early rotation, it always bodes well when you're looking for a guy who wants to get playing time early in a certain position. And with the course of the season, we know Will Anderson, this is most likely his last season unless something crazy happens. And Braswell could work himself into draft position, early draft position, based on how he finishes the season. And so you could potentially be coming back with just Dallas Turner as the guy hmm. uh, at that position. So I definitely think it can bode well for Keeley and any of these other young outside linebackers, edge rushers. And then yeah, also, crazy. Uh, as Zach said, you're getting playing time soon. Look at Jaheim Otis. What has Alabama done with a true freshman coming in and starting on the defensive line, which I think is going to show, sending a message that hey, the best players are going to get to play. So if Alabama you want to come in and compete, you can get a chance and Keon Keeley has the uh, has the ability to do that. If he, he has the skills to do that, he can come in and play at Alabama. So I think that's what Alabama gets recruited against a lot is, hey, they got so many great players, how are you going to fit in? Sometimes that backfires if, if a player has a competitive spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Let's bring in Todd. Todd, you're in with the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. We're talking with DC, DC Capstone Report on the Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, good morning, guys. Um, my first comment would be, um, as far as Deion Sanders, I don't know if you gentlemen have ever coached your son, but you know the passion and energy that goes in to somewhat, someone, it's just human nature to, to go over the top, man. And you, he's really shown that through this season in his life with his son. And so, you know, when his son graduates, you know, I'm not saying that he's not a great coach or a good coach or – don't really know his coaching style and, and how good he really is, you know, once his son graduates, what would that really be like um, for Deion Sanders? And, I, and, I, and I'm a fan of Deion because he always talked trash, and I didn't really like players to talk trash, but that joke backed it up on the field, and I highly respect the man. <laughs> so that's my first comment about Deion. And then um, uh, Bill O'Brien, man, he's already been at the highest level, NFL coach, uh, uh, Penn State. I mean, he's so he's so so. Nick Saban's the master of bringing these guys in, and he's you know circling them back up, you know, bringing them back under his wing, you know, and teaching them. So, man, I, I mean, I know a lot of guys want to see him go, but I don't see him going anywhere right now, guys. That's just that's just my opinion. Uh, DC, I'll let you respond. Well, I, uh, about Dion, just for one thing, I, I think people. Uh, look at Dion as a commodity somewhat, but I think he has also got a good coaching head on his shoulder. He's learning, but I think he can do the other things. And I think he's more mature than most people give give him credit for. The way he handled the Nick Saban issue early in early in this season, when Jimbo Fisher went off rails and handled it terribly, and you know uh, <laughs> Dion Sanders met it straight on and handled it. I think that's the way he handles his program. And he would be a big asset to some play, some teams out there that uh, to come in and play. So I think he's a he's a, he's a real candidate for these jobs. Whether he'll go or not, I'm not sure. Bill O'Brien, I think number one with him is this: he's made a commitment to Nick Saban for this season, and I think that he'll stick to that commitment. I don't think he'll be leaving early to go anywhere, but I think he is a viable coaching candidate. In some of these places, just like any other offensive coordinator, at Alabama has been. So. 
think he'll have his pick of the jobs of what he wants to do at the end of this season. And, and so I think he'll be a good candidate as well some places. X, any thoughts before let's talk, though? Yeah, Dion's not leaving. And as Todd said, you know, me and Simeon had the opportunity to be coached by you. And I know you wouldn't have traded those memories, those experiences for anything in the world. So I, it, as long as Shadir's there and Shiloh's there, I could see it being hard. But, of course, he could bring, you know, bring them with him. I think Shiloh's a senior this year and Shadir's a sophomore. So, potentially, you know, Shadir could be starting for him somewhere else. But then you also look at the guys like a, a, a Travis Hunter, a, a Kevin Coleman that, you know, Dion was able to convince to not go to a Power 5 school, a school that could potentially win national championships at the top level. I think he'll be there throughout those guys' time, potentially, unless he's going to bring them with him. Yeah, and and I, uh, Todd, I'll, I'll say this: uh, I, I don't think I coached any harder or more engaged when I was coaching my son uh, than I was uh, uh, after uh, those times. But maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. Um, but um, I, I think that Dion is who Dion is. And uh, and I can tell you the, the prime time talking smack stuff was all about money and, and NIL uh, for Dion. Dion created a brand called Prime Time, and uh, I can I never forget when someone asked him, man, because he, he, he his off the field the way he now he loved money and women, and he'll tell you that, and he wrote a book about that. But the guy's a man of faith now, and uh, he's been that way for a long time, but he he would tell you that that uh, uh, I never forget when they asked him. I said, "Dion, why do you carry yourself that way?" He said, "How many commercials do you see Jerry Rice in versus Prime Time?" So don't 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 let him fool you in how mature and how smart uh, uh, a businessman, coach, and leader he is. Uh, that Prime Time can sometimes get you. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh huh. All right, come back on the other side, DC. We'll do a little rapid fire on some good, bad, and ugly, uh, and get your thoughts from this past weekend on a couple Bama guys. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. Please join Beautiful Star, 586A, Order of the Eastern Star, in partnership with Jada Five Baby. It's Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
All right. Hey, that's right. DC, DC Capstone Report in on the show this morning. Glad that you have chosen to be with us this morning as well. Thanks to all the callers and viewers and chatted for being a part of the program. We really appreciate you right here on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier and Todd 100.9. Great shows all day long. But right now we're pushing through uh, with DC. DC, um, look, look good, bad, ugly. Uh, get your thoughts. X, you can respond and react when DC uh, wraps us up. So kind of tell us what your good, bad, ugly was for uh, this week's game, DC. Well, I think the good was Alabama defense. I think Alabama uh, really showed up in the defensive categories, holding 14 yards rushing. You know, did a great job keeping them limited in the passing game. Uh, I just thought the defense was really great in this game. That was really good. Um, I didn't have a, a really bad uh, category for Alabama as far I thought. I think the uh, the some of the other play in the SEC games around the around the league was was bad. Uh, I, I saw a lot of bad play. Uh, on Saturday, watching other SEC games, and ugly, I think Alabama needs to clean up some of the penalties. I just think I think uh, getting penalties on the offensive line uh, put us in behind the stakes, and we need to start uh, you know fresh on each each series without having put us in a hole. So I think clean up the penalties would be a great thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, cleaning up the penalties is really the only thing that Alabama needed to do. With when you look at the performance Saturday against Vandy. Otherwise, it was a very clean game on both sides of the ball, just with being able to execute and do what they wanted to do. Will Anderson, two-and-a-half sacks. Bryce Young going for almost 400 yards in three in just a little bit over three quarter, or two-and-a-half quarters of play. And then you look at the run game. It was running back by committee, but it was able to be effective. And, you know, we talked yesterday about the short yardage situation down on the goal line. Get those things cleaned up in Alabama. We'll be in great position going forward. DC, do we um do we see uh some shake up in the offensive line potentially with maybe an Ikior uh possibly moving to center and Booker moving to to, to guard or are we gonna continue to see something you don't see very often uh, an offensive lineman that's so good that you have to keep him rotating with the first five in Tyler Booker. I, I'm. It's been my opinion that Tyler Booker will eventually emerge as a starter on on defense on offensive line. I, I think the the rotating part has been trying to find out who the other people are going to be playing with him, but uh, who he plays best together with. I, I you know I, I don't know that you can maintain the consistency and continuity that you get with all five players by keep rotating them. That's just my opinion. You played on a lot of teams, and I think that uh, the team chemistry needs to be good, especially on the offensive line. But I think we are a better team when Tyler Booker's on the field. So who, who who loses out in that five? You know, if it was if it was me, I, I think it would uh, probably either be between Cohen or Dallacourt uh, uh, on, the, on there. I'm not sure which one at this point, you know, what we would lose. I think Dallacourt has a good job of communicating plays and and, and schemes. Uh, sometimes I think his blocking is suspect. But uh, I think Cohen has plays that he looks great, and then he has plays that he seems like he takes off, in my opinion. All right. Yeah, that, that, that would be. He just said, but when it's a 
when we need a drive block. But, uh, DC, I gave, uh, uh, what's the name, a hard time. Gave him a hard time last week with the play calling and still not convinced that he's creative uh, at all and instinctive. But uh, it appears that um, they they did add the RPO into the game. Uh, and so still questioning the short yardage and ability to run it when we have to. But what's your assessment of Bill O'Brien after this week's game against Vanderbilt? I thought he was made some changes. I think he added a, a different scheme in the wide receivers to place them in positions to get open. Uh, I think he had the RPOs, as you said. I think he, uh, I think he actually called more running plays than we saw. Uh, I believe Coach Saban alluded to it, but I could tell it in the in the games. It looked like uh, Bryce Young really changed a lot of plays to take what the defense was in. And he took advantage of that on some of those throws. Some of those throws, I think, were supposed to be run plays, but he took advantage of it. So I'm glad to see Bryce Young. I don't mind putting the, putting it in Bryce Young's hand, give him an option, and let him do the game. Sometimes I think he's got a, in a flow, especially in a, in a fast-moving pace, he has a better flow to make those changes to see what the defense is doing. So I, I applaud about Bill O'Brien for making some changes and giving Bryce Young a little more leeway in what to call. Totally, totally agree with that. We got Arkansas coming up this weekend, D.C. Um, what's your initial take on this game? Well, I think Arkansas is going to be without, uh, we heard yesterday, without one of their um, uh, defensive backs. I think they had a couple other defensive backs that dinged up. So I, I really believe Arkansas is going to try to take away the run and make us throw the ball, which I think won't bode well for them. Uh, if we can, if our offensive line can block against their good rushers and give Bryce Young time to throw, I think he can pick apart the, that. I think on defense, we're going to have to watch uh, Jefferson. Don't let him uh, take a, a control of the game, not let him get into a rhythm. I think Texas A&M did a good job in the, in the second half of not letting him get into a rhythm and not letting him, him extend plays on third down. So uh, I think that's the thing. I look for a matchup in this game is, is Drew Sanders. Uh, and I think that uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to be able to come out of the backfield a lot in this game, which will occupy some of the middle linebackers in the in the passing game rather than blitzing. And when they don't occupy, I think Jameer Gibbs has a big game in the passing game in this game. All right, a couple questions, D.C., before I let you get out of here. Uh, one is, uh, is Drew Sanders uh, making a case for being uh, maybe the top linebacker in the country and, and taking home that Buckus Award? Uh, at middle linebacker for Arkansas? I think he is. I think he's really stepped up and elevated his game and against some good competition has really showed well. So I think at least he'll be in that, that conversation at the end of the year. And Arkansas wins if? <laughs> Arkansas wins if Alabama comes out and makes uh, a lot of errors, a lot of mistakes and turnovers in this game. All right. And then I'll let you wrap up uh, your closing thoughts and any prediction you got for uh, the show and or for the game? I think the te- Texas win on the road is going to be big this year and going into a hostile environment of helping Alabama manage that down the down the road. I think we learned a lesson. I think we go into Arkansas, play our game, play the Bama standard. I think we come away with a big victory. I'm, I'm picked in Alabama 42-17 to 17 this game. Ooh, 42-17. So you think they're going to cover? All right. Oh, yeah. All right, D.C., DC, tell our, our, our listeners. Uh, oh yeah, you might want to tell Arkansas they don't do need to do the red out. Uh, those red out, blackouts, and whiteouts don't work well uh, when the pie come into town. So they do know we wear red, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, DC, uh, tell them where they can find you, sir. You find me at David Cott 50 on Twitter, dccapstonereport.com, dccapstonereport Facebook page. And I would really encourage all your listeners to check out Lance's other sites, RollTideBama.com and FreelancePictures.com. Uh, he has some great pictures from all the home games that, that everyone would love to get and download. They're free. All right. That's DC, DC Capstone Report. He joins us every Tuesday from 6.15 to a close of show. Uh, and he has Alabama 42-17 and Arkansas wins if Alabama plays horrible. I just sum it up for you. Uh, DC, uh, I will give you a closing thought. Just give a shout out what you thought about them Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL, but not just the quarterbacks. What about their quarterback Alabama uh, connection? Uh, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith goes off. You got Jalen Waddle and, and Tua Tagovailoa. And they're quarterbacking the only two undefeated teams in the NFL right now. So uh, I think it puts the, <laughs> puts the, puts the uh, bed, hopefully, a lot of the naysayers. Uh, on there about those two, and they've they've proven themselves in the NFL, and, and I think it, I think it's just great for Alabama football. That's great for recruiting. Absolutely, hey, that's DC DC Capstone Report. Of course, X's and O's Sports Xavier, regular part of the show each and every day. So he'll be back with me on tomorrow. You can be as well. Remember this: trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Thanks, Aiden. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, X. Thanks. DC and thanks to all the callers and viewers and chatters. We'll catch you tomorrow at the same time. Roll tide out there, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide